the impact and influence of Africa University in Zimbabwe on today's and tomorrow's leaders in Africa and indeed around the world. With James Sally, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Africa University, Tennessee, Inc., on episode number 41 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. There is no action uh, within the church unless the church is socially active and is also uh, feeding uh, the individual whole food. Whole food, we say at Africa University, Hmm. is food for the soul as well as food that nourishes. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is the podcast where we look to offer a word of encouragement to an often discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, and we welcome you to the first episode in 2023 of To Be Encouraged, and also marks the beginning of the second season of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. We invite you to look at our back catalog of 40 previous episodes of this ep- of this podcast at the website tobeencouraged.com and invite others to check out the podcast at all the podcast directories as well. And today's episode, we talk about a subject that is near and dear to the heart of Bishop Trumbull and to myself and indeed to many, many, many United Methodists throughout the world. The topic is Africa University. Our special guest today is a person who's been involved with Africa University preceding its founding in 1992. His name is James Sally, and he was on some of the uh, committees and, and work groups that helped form Africa University in the late 1980s, has been involved in supporting Africa University in many capacities ever since then, and presently serves as the President and Chief Executive Officer of Africa University, Tennessee, Inc., which is one of the bodies that help run uh, Africa University in Zimbabwe, particularly in development uh, matters. He is a fount of information about 
African University and was a part of a special celebration uh, in the fall of 2022, of which uh, uh, Bishop Trimble also attended a celebration of the 30th anniversary of the school and the installation of their new vice chancellor, Dr. Peter Magato. So he's a part of that. He has all kinds of information, but he also talks to us today about his own faith journey, what led him to uh, eventually serving in the church uh, and also in his capacity with Africa University and how invested he is and how invested he is on the, the, what Africa University impact they make. And he shares with us about the various programs they have in theology and agricultural governance, uh, the impact that students are making in Africa and way beyond Africa in all kinds of ways. And I think you're going to be impressed. You're going to be uh, moved about how, you know, in a time when when the United Methodist Church, uh, you know, has our issues and has our problems to deal with. This is a good thing, my friends. This is a good thing that every United Methodist uh, clergy, laity, every church can be uh, say point to this and say, God is doing a good thing here uh, in Africa University. They have over 3,000 students there now. They started with just 40 or so 30 years ago. They're making a great impact. So I really invite you to listen in on this conversation uh, between uh, Bishop Trimble and James Sally and myself. And this is part one of a two-part series about Africa University and James Sally. So I'm going to invite you to listen to this, uh, download, to listen to this episode uh, number 41, to download the uh, transcript as well, to get that all at, uh, at the uh, tobeencouraged.com uh, slash 41, uh, slash 041. That's where you can get this podcast, and 042 is where you can get uh, part two of the podcast, which is where uh, we'll be talking about the impact of moving forward into the future uh, particularly in something you're going to find fascinating, I believe, uh, regarding the impact uh, on refugees. So let's get into our conversation now with James Sally from Africa University, Tennessee, Inc., here on To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Our guest today is Dr. James Sally, who is the uh, President and Chief Executive Officer of Africa University, Tennessee, Inc., and of and a, a role as Vice Chancellor of Institutional Advancement for Africa University. He's all things Africa University. Uh, Dr. Sally, uh, welcome to our podcast. And Bishop, would you give him a proper, proper welcome, please? Uh, welcome to my friend and, and colleague, Dr. James H. Sally. We've known each other for over 30-plus years and glad that you were able to make time to be on this podcast. Uh, you're a chief encourager around the country and actually across the globe. And we're glad to have you for this conversation about one of our favorite topics, Africa University. But, yes, please go ahead, Jim. Simply thank you for inviting me to uh, be with you today. Happy New Year. Happy, yeah, happy, New Year. happy New Year. This indeed is our first uh, recording for the year 2023. And it's a good place to start, uh, Bishop, I believe, with uh, talking about something that's near and dear to your heart and mine and many, many, many United Methodists throughout the world. That's African University. And uh, Jim is uh, a native of, of uh, South Carolina, I believe. And he has been involved with African University as a layperson in many capacities for some time. But you have a story of faith, my friend, that I think needs to be shared. Uh, Jim, would you mind sharing a little bit about how you came to know Christ in the first place 
and how you got a little more involved with the church and how they eventually led to to such a uh, involved and intimate uh, relationship with Africa University as an expression of your calling and your ministry. I came from a family. My mother was Baptist, my father Methodist, and from Orangeburg, South Carolina. My grandfather, in 1871, along with six other men, started a Methodist congregation that is still in existence as a merged United Methodist congregation, Jerusalem United Methodist Church. My grandfather's name was Henry Sally. My father's name, James Sally. I'm James Henry Sally. So third generation United Methodist grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mother was from Allendale, South Carolina. And interestingly enough, her grandfather was the founder of the Baptist church where she worshiped until she married my father in a little town called Martin, South Carolina. Thankful Baptist Church. I've been, I've been in, in the church all of my life, and um, I am blessed to be where I am, grew up with uh, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. With four sisters, I'm a middle child. Uh, we were in church every Sunday, and I thank God and I thank my parents for that. Hmm. And that led you, your early life then led you to f- follow a pathway of faith and to, I'm interested now in how it eventually evolved where you're now involved with Africa University so intimately. In the Methodist Church, uh, United Methodist, after the merger, um, served as a delegate or a lay member to the annual conference, elected as a jurisdictional delegate in 1988, general conference delegate successfully, uh, consistently every year after that, currently serve in the South Carolina delegation um, in 1984, I was elected to serve on the General Board of Global Ministries. At that time, it was the entity that took care of all of the missionaries and all of the work outside of the United States for the United Methodist Church. Elected to serve at that time in what was known as the Europe Mid-East Africa region and was elected uh, in 1986 uh, by the board to serve on a committee that looked at the future of higher education on the continent of Africa. Sent from the General Board of Global Ministries to the General Board of Higher Education and Ministry as the liaison and uh, served on a committee with GBHEM, and at that time, uh, Dr. Thomas Trotter, the general secretary of GBHEM on exploring uh, the possibility of a United Methodist University. 
on the continent of Africa, subsequently uh, served on the site selection committee, and then on the first, on the inaugural committee that put together what was known as the Africa Initiative in 1987. And this is the committee that brought uh, that initiative to the General Conference in St. Louis, Missouri in 1988. Uh, It passed and it had the highest uh, passage rate of any legislation that came before the General Conference uh, prior to that time called the Africa Initiative, and then served on the founding board of directors of Africa University until 1991, helping to uh, put together the master plan, uh, develop the strategy. And then in 1992, the university opened in March of 1992 with 40 students. So I've been involved uh, with Africa University actually since 1986 before it was founded. Wow. The first students uh, came to the university in April of 1992 and uh, 40 40 students from six countries on the continent of Africa and um, have been involved since came to work for Africa University as the associate vice chancellor for development and running the U.S. office in Nashville, Tennessee, at the General Board of Higher Education and Ministry. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary in October Hmm. on the campus and inaugurated our fifth vice chancellor. Wow. Well, Bishop, I know you were there as a part of that celebration, and I assume you were too, Jim. And so, Bishop, what kind of questions do you have for Jim? Or He's obviously been involved with African universities since prior to day one. Well, let me just share. I guess my first introduction was to, in 1991. I was invited by a class seminary classmate to come to Zimbabwe. I was visiting South Africa and Zimbabwe for five weeks. And it was a big, big sign, one of those roadside signs that you see billboards, you would call it. It said future site of African University right here. I was standing before that and prayed that when I went to Africa, that was my first time traveling to Africa in 1991. I've subsequently been been to Africa multiple times since then. I kissed the ground because for me, it was uh, a religious and spiritual experience uh, as an African-American living in the diaspora, if you will. Uh, um, And so for me, it was a dream I had to go to Africa. And so being there and actually being there with a person who I considered a friend, a classmate, uh, Elias Namo Mundira, uh, was was a high point in my, both in my ministry and in in my life. But African University, I I really was introduced in a more formal way through actually Jim Sally uh, when I was a district superintendent in the East Ohio Conference. But I, what I really want to talk about, and particularly for our podcast listeners, is that it uh, and several of my superintendents who were there, Brad, who were from Indiana, who had a chance to go to the celebration, thanks in large part to, to Dr. Sally, came back and said this, something I've been saying. Uh, they said if, if there was only one reason they had, I'm, te- I'm testifying to what two of my superintendents said in our cabinet meeting, if they only had one reason, Brad, 
and to be a United Methodist, African University would be enough. Hmm. They said they only have one thing they could say for being, and African University is, is unapologetically a United Methodist yes. related institution. Uh, they're not hiding from it. Uh, they, they embrace both the, the, the biblical and Christian witness related to African University. And I've said this both privately and publicly, uh, so I don't think uh, if people want to share this. Fact, I think it. I think the celebration, which is still ongoing, mm-hmm. uh, still ongoing, right? It, we haven't yes. done it for a year. You, you ought to celebrate at least a year long, uh, yes. more than a year. I think it's been an underreported story. It, w- it was reported. I'm not going to say it wasn't reported, but I think it's, it's been an underreported story. Uh, Ten thousand gems. Correct me wrong. Correct me. We've had over 10,000 graduates. I wrote a little book. It hasn't get, it's just starting to get a little, get a, get a little suppressed called 10 reasons I'm a Methodist. And I said, the reason I say 10 reasons I'm a Methodist is because my family began in the AME Zion church in Montgomery, Alabama. And when my parents moved to Chicago, Brad, I think I've told you this story. Yes. I'm the, I'm a middle child. I'm the fourth of six children. They went to the closest Methodist church you could walk to. And so it happened to be a Methodist Episcopal church, later merged and became a United Methodist church. Uh, and so we just stayed, both my father and mother were Methodists. They just stayed Methodists. And that's how I became United, United Methodist. But today, one of the reasons, I have a lot more than 10 reasons I'm United Methodist, but one of those reasons is Africa University. Uh, and I believe we have, correct me, are there more than 10,000 graduates now from Africa University? 11,000. More <laughs> than 11,000. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. And, and where are they, Jim? Can you just kind of give uh, persons who may not be familiar with Africa University, it's now one of the preeminent universities on the continent of Africa and fast becoming across the globe one of the top universities. Uh, where are these? all of these graduates that we talk about they they are now in just about every country on the continent of africa um to be exact we can we can point to our graduates in 36 of the countries on the continent of africa making a difference they are in china they are in um australia on the continent of europe uh in the U.S., North America, South America, all over the world making a difference. And um, that's the uniqueness of Africa University. And we say at Africa University, Africa happens every day. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, uh, you know, when he mentions the U.S., Indiana is one of the states in the United States. And, and, uh, Brad, I want you to know that we have two of our colleague clergy in serving in our conference who are graduates of Africa University. Yes, and one of those uh, people I understand um, is and the brother of one of our superintendents is now the, the new vice chancellor at Africa University. Is that correct? Well, Sunita, who's on my cabinet, he's yes. not a graduate of Africa University, but his brother... Uh, Vice Chancellor Peter Maghetto, Maghetto is yes. the new vice vice chancellor. So actually, yeah, we do have we that, have several connections. That relationship uh, there as yeah, well. Yeah, we do have yeah. that relationship as well. And yeah. I think one of the one of the most uh, also when I talk about underreported, 
the, the fifth vice chancellor, uh, Professor Peter Maghetto, uh, a, a, a real recognized scholar and leader uh, uh, who's originally from Kenya, uh, is, is really gives, gives, uh, gives broad notice to the fact that this is a pan-African pan, uh, university, Jim. Would, 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 is that true? Is that, is that also uh, kind of brown, groundbreaking as well? That is groundbreaking. Professor Maghetto is the first non-Zimbabwean vice chancellor that we've had at Africa University. He's the fifth vice chancellor. The four persons that uh, served in that position prior to him were all Zimbabweans. That is um, That speaks volume, volumes to the country of Zimbabwe and the fact that they welcome a non-Zimbabwean to be what is now the premier institution of higher learning in the country of uh, Zimbabwe. We are number one um, ahead of, of the University of Zimbabwe that's been around a long, long time, has about 10,000 students. Uh, we have 3,000 students at Africa University and 29 countries represented in our student body. We are who we are and what we are because of this next statistic. 96% retention and graduation rate. Mm. We would put that up against any college or university uh, in the world. And our mission can, is to can educate. You, can you repeat those numbers again? Maybe did I hear you? That correctly? is amazing. Amazing. Ninety-six percent student retention and graduation rate. Ninety-six percent of the students who come to us as freshmen graduate after four, and if they don't speak English after five years, because they do one year of intensive. English. Hmm, the average student at Africa University speaks five to seven languages. Wow. 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 Very. Well, I, gotta, I have to add that, Brad, to some of my promotional material. Yes. I, I, to, that, it, it, we're we're ra raising money for student scholarships, and I, those are two data points that I have yes. not shared. The That's average a, student speaks five to seven languages. Which, which prepares them in so many ways to a a world, a world culture, not just, I'm just kind of making some assumptions here, but not just an African milieu. It is, you know, they're go, they're prepared to go into the world. So what kind of things are the students at African University studying, Jim? What are they studying? Is it, uh, are there, is there a broad spectrum here? Is it science? Is it the arts? Is it literature? Is it religion? What kind of things are they studying? We have 1,500 courses that are offered at the university. It's a broad spectrum. Um, we are, to a certain extent, um, proficient at liberal arts. Our first two um, faculties and courses were, of course, theology and then agriculture. And we now have five colleges, and they are broken up into the areas of um, theology, natural sciences, social sciences, education. 
last August, we started a law degree at Africa University. Again, our foundational and flagship uh, college would be agriculture and health sciences. People need to be fed uh, physically. So we have a farm that is used as a laboratory for our students in agriculture and other students. Um, we have 1,546 acres of land given by the Zimbabwe Annual Conference to start Africa University. And so that was the first gift that was given uh, the Zimbabwe Annual Conference. Um, we offer courses that are relevant and necessary for Africa. We believe that you should feed an individual solid food, but you should also feed them spiritual food. Hmm. Um, they should be ethically um, trained and should study ethics, Christian ethics. 101 is a mandatory course our students take in their first year of study. If you are in the theology area or our religion school, then you must take agriculture. Hmm. If you have a church, then you must know how to feed people physically. Mm -hmm. And we think that makes a rounded uh, individual if, if they are in the theology area. And um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of our students come to us enrolled in, for instance, the Institute of um, Peace and Governance. And then later they find okay. themselves in the Institute of Theology and Religious Studies. Um, we believe, as Wesley believed, that there is no action uh, within the church unless the church is socially active and is also uh, feeding uh, the individual Whole food. Whole food, we say at Africa University, hmm. is food for the soul as well as food that nourishes the body. And, hmm. and we stand on that. Yes. We stand on our mission to educate wow. future leaders for the continent of Africa and the world. So 1,500 different courses are offered at this institution that prides itself with having the words a United Methodist-related institution, as Bishop Trimble said earlier, on its logo. Hmm. And, awesome. and our logo also has the cross and the flame. Yes. AU yes. will stay with the cross and the flame. 
Yes. Well, speaking of the cross and the flame and what you mentioned there about the impact of these graduates and, and the feeding of the soul and the body and the mind and, and the implications and impact upon every aspect of society in Africa and beyond. Bishop, I'd be interested in hearing your impressions and how impressed you were about Africa University, the students and the faculty and the people there, as it relates to, uh, to the church here in the States. You know, I want to understand what you think, why what they're doing in African U matters to local UMC situation here in the States. Why does it matter well, when, to us? Well, when I think about our mission statement to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, mm-hmm. uh, how, how can we transform the world if we're not engaged as world citizens? Africa University is a prime example of us uh, doing that in, in real, what I say, in real time. And uh, Jim, Jim Sally didn't talk about it, but he certainly can. African University is addressing global issues, particularly that, have, that, that face the continent of Africa. Sustainable food source. How do we address the hunger and feeding sub-Saharan Africa? And addressing things like malaria, uh, uh, and and if, if Jim could take a few minutes to talk about those two things, addressing the issue of sustainable food production for for Africa, for Southern Africa, and addressing the issue of uh, killer disease that we've been addressing as a denomination, malaria. African University is a leading institution in uh, in the world addressing both of those two issues. Mm. Sustainable food source number one. Um, we are doing research in the area of, of raising crops that are particular to a particular um, region. For instance, uh, some of us are aware that uh, there is drought in Southern Africa. So we raise drought-resistant corn or, or, or mealy meal or um, soybeans, or crops that don't require a lot of water, um, and and crops that grow easily um, in particular regions. We do that kind of research in our faculty or our College of Agriculture. Um, Army worms, for instance, that some people in the south of the United States are just being um, introduced to because they they will um, destroy your lawn uh, mm. overnight. But they used to. That's what army worms will do for a crop, either corn or beans. Some of the premier research on the continent is being done by our researchers in agriculture in eradicating army worms. Malaria, not only in Africa, but around the world. Africa University is the Malaria Institute and the Malaria Research Center, one of the premier in Southern Africa. And at uh, the Africa University Research Center, on malaria, um, we have a researcher who has funding from USAID 
And um, we have an insectary on the campus where we are raising mosquitoes that will attack good mosquitoes in layman's language that will mm -hmm. attack bad mosquitoes. And those carriers of the uh, disease, malaria. We're going to hit the pause button right there in our conversation with James Sally, uh, conversations about agriculture and the other academic uh, impacts that Africa University is uh, making in Africa and beyond. And in, that's this is episode number 41 and episode number 42. We'll pick up the conversation about how Africa University is making some impact in other ways, uh, socioeconomically, culturally, politically, particularly on issues regarding the refugee crisis. So please uh, tune into episode number 42 of To Be Encouraged. Marvelous discussion we had there with with uh, James Sally from Africa University, Tennessee, Inc., and with Bishop Trimble regarding Africa University. And I hope you picked up on a couple of things in our conversation today, particularly about the really extensive influence and impact of the graduates of Africa University over the last 30 years and the present innovations taking place at Africa University, which are impacting things throughout the African continent and really around the world, uh, particularly a couple of things regarding agricultural and, uh, and business and theology and impact into the culture in every, really every aspect, business and everything else. So important things there. Really want to encourage you now to uh, tune in to part two of this conversation with uh, James Sally, which we'll pick up on episode number 42 of To Be Encouraged. And when you tune into that conversation, we're going to touch into how uh, some of the innovative programs at Africa University are touching and dealing with the uh, uh, crisis of refugees uh, in Africa and around the world. So fascinating stuff. Please go to uh, To Be Encouraged. Uh, dot com slash zero forty one and download download the transcript and then get ready for to be encouraged dot com uh, slash zero forty two for the next episode and uh, and you can also go to the, the that website to be encouraged dot com to get uh, the the links to uh, the or to Africa University itself and also to uh, Africa University. Uh, Inc., uh, Tennessee, Inc., the uh, organization which uh, James Sally uh, heads up. So good stuff here today. We love you, and we thank you for joining us here on our inaugural episode of 2023 here on Season 2 of To Be Encouraged. I'm Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, your co-host, and speaking for Bishop Julius C. Trimble. We love you. We are with you, and we look forward to, see, to hearing you joining us again here on the To Be Encouraged podcast. And remember... As always, to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website to be encouraged.com. That's T O B E E N C O U R A G E D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. 
When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julia C. Tribble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.